0: or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: On this week's episode in Her Space. And I was just like, damn, Ooh. right?
0: Whoa. I was like,
1: oh, Snap. Called her out. Yes. And made so, her accountable. Exactly. So it's like, yo, you either, either you with it or you ain't. You either doing it or you're not. Like there's no try. What, is, what does try actually mean, right?
0: Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist,
1: and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends, and create a safe space where Black women can just be. procrastination is the worst. Think about it. How many times have you thought of a brilliant idea, passionately pursued it for a few days or maybe even a week just to let it fall by the wayside? Too many times? Don't worry, us too. From business ventures to authoring a book to starting a podcast or a new workout plan, at one point I consider myself to be the queen of procrastination until now. Now, in order for you to understand why I'm so passionate about personal development and achievement, you have to know a little bit about my background. I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family where I was verbally and physically abused. Ever since I was eight years old, my mom was also in and out of prison, which left my dad to raise my younger siblings and I. Now, it wasn't all bad all the time, but many of those bad experiences impacted my development as a woman. And growing up, I struggled with low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, and all of these different experiences affected my relationship with others, my self-image, and my self-worth. And as you can imagine, low self-esteem also can impact how we follow through on our goals and dreams, right? Oftentimes, I let procrastination win because I was fearful. I doubted myself or I didn't think I deserved to succeed. So here's the kicker. A month before I went away to college, my dad passed away unexpectedly, and a year later, my mom was sentenced to four years in prison for a DUI. And in the midst of trying to care for my four younger siblings, complete my degree, and all that other stuff, right, the social life of college and all that, I became laser focused. I started creating to-do lists, goal-setting plans, and rituals that helped me to graduate in four years with honors. In today's episode, we're going to dive into some of the strategies that allowed me to be successful and accomplish my goals that seemed nearly impossible based on the life situation. And Dom is also going to share some of her strategies that allowed her to be successful in the midst of studying obstacles and life in general. So stay tuned, girl. You don't want to miss it.
0: Thanks for sharing that, Terry. And now we want to move into our quote of the day. I used to want the words, she tried, on my tombstone. Now I want, she did it. She did it. She did it. That quote comes to us from Katherine Dunham, an American dancer and choreographer. Terry, when you hear that quote, she did it. Mm. Not she tried, but she did it. What does that mean to you?
1: Down, to be honest, I'm getting very emotional right now. And as you can see, I'm a little teary-eyed. I um wow, this is a it's a powerful quote. I'll say that. And I I will say that to me it makes me think about literally all of the things that I tried to do, all of the things that I sort of had on my goal list, all of the dreams and the goals that I aspired to reach one day, and the fact that not all of them, but many of them I did do and it seemed impossible. And so that's what I think about when I hear that quote. You know, I I think about the fact that we may say that we want to try to do things and we got to just we got to change up our language. Right. Instead of I'm going to try to do this. I did it right. Speak it into existence. I did it or I'm going to do it. Not I'm going to try because try is not really a firm commitment. So that's kind of what this quote means to me and kind of what I think about,
0: you know, and that resonates with me, too, because I find myself constantly saying well, I'm trying to, I'm working on, I'm trying. And that 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 word gets repeated so many times in my vocabulary. And this quote is making me really stop and think, okay, am I really doing? Mm-hmm. Am I really taking the steps necessary to reach the goals that I've set for myself? I'm trying to work out. Or I'm trying to be on time. I'm trying to be a better communicator. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying.
1: But am I actually doing? Am I actually doing? One of my favorite motivational speakers, an incredible woman, and you probably know of her, uh, Lisa Nichols, who's like one of my role models and favorite speakers, she told this story in one of her, her workshops or live streams. And it totally, it totally touched me. And she talked about, she was in Africa. I think it was and she was speaking. And I think I'm going to give you the gist of the story. I don't remember it verbatim, but basically this is the part that you really need to know. Right. So she was chatting with this guy who had invited her. I think it may have been the guy that hired her to come out to speak. He invited her to like a, an event for like after the engagement, and so he asked her, you know, hey, are you going to attend the event? And she's like, oh, I'm going to try. And he just looked at her and he's like, wait, what, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, I'm going to try to go. And I think what he told her was, try. There's there's no word in Swahili that means try. So it's either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. And I was just like damn right I was like oh snap called her out yes and made her accountable exactly so it's like yo you either either you with it or you ain't you either doing it or you're not like there's no try what is what does try actually mean right
0: when I hear try and when I think of my own stuff (laughs) my own things that I'm working on when I hear try it's I might be making some steps but there might be some ambivalence there as well Mm mm-hmm or I might be taking some steps, but I'm not clear in my purpose. I'm not clear in my direction. Mm-hmm. And so I say I'm trying because that also means that it prevents me from looking bad if I fail.
1: Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. I got to snap to that one. That's deep. That That's funny because I feel like When I would agree with that, and I think that sometimes there are situations where, you know, a friend is like, oh, girl, you won't come to the event. Oh, I'm going to try. When you know, good and well, you're not going to that event. You just you're going to say maybe or try because it kind of lets you off the hook. But it's not a firm commitment. And so I think we have to do like I know for me personally, I have to do a better job of committing. Like, are you going to do it or aren't you? Which one? Right.
0: And, (laughs) And what keeps us from actually making that commitment in that moment? What act, what's keeping us from being assertive or, or in setting our boundary and saying, nah, girl, I'm not going to make it to, to this. I'm sorry that isn't going to happen for me. That's a good point. What's keeping us from actually saying those words versus I'm a try girl and then never show up. And then we look like the flaky friend. And who likes the flaky friend? Who likes the flaky <laughs> coworker? Nobody. Who likes the flaky partner? And so, yeah, this is a heavy reminder of
1: sticking to your word, being accountable, being
0: honest.
1: To yourself, even. You know, that's so so important, being honest with ourselves. In addition to other people, but it's like it starts at home, right? It starts within. Right. I feel like this is this is convicting me. This is going to make me change at my game, Dom. Okay. Right. Okay. I know. I'm sitting okay. here and I'm listening and I'm like, oh, wait, I need to follow my exactly. own advice. Exactly. There's a couple of
0: things I know I need to work on. Oh,
1: I'm taking notes.
0: Right? <laughs> and so as we think about this, like as we think about, okay, wait, I'm taking notes. Well, let's really take some notes, right? Let's do so it. So as we prepared for today's episode, one of the things that we thought about was, How do we set our goals? What does goal setting really look like? And a lot of us, particularly those of us in academia, are familiar with the SMART goals. And SMART goals stand for specific, measurable, achievable, results-focused, time-bound. We'll dive into that in a minute. But right now, what I want to do is kind of think about, Terry. kind of ask you from your perspective, like you have a goal-setting worksheet. Can you take us through some of those steps?
1: For sure. So I would say that the goal-setting worksheet, I think the most important aspect of the worksheet is really doing a brain dump. Because if you're anything like me, you have so many ideas for yourself, for your life, just things that you want to accomplish. And I think sometimes you can have so many different ideas, so many areas that you want to move into. So it's important to do a brain dump. And so that's like one of the first action items in the goal setting workbook. It's like, okay, let's just do a brain dump. Write down every single dream, every goal, everything that's like running through your mind that's confusing you and that's paralyzing you from taking action because you don't know where to start. Write all that down.
0: Ah, That's and the so, first step. Okay. And so it seems like if we take that first step, right, if we just put it all out there then that easily ties us into the S and the SMART goals, right? That's right. Because we can look at what's written in front of us and we can pick a few things. We don't have to pick all of them, but
1: just pick a few things
0: and narrow it down, make it specific.
1: Exactly. It allows you to clear out your mind so that this, just imagine all the ideas just sort of rambling around in your mind, just shifting all around, just taking up extra space, right? So you do that brain dump it's no longer there you have everything written so you don't lose it and then you start to get you start to narrow it down you start to get specific
0: okay okay and so then now that we're specific what's the next step
1: the next step is to figure out what do you want to focus on and what's the time frame right so talking about making it measurable which is mm-hmm. the next Item there, and so I think it's more about okay, what do I want to focus on for this month or this year, whatever your
0: time frame might be. Making it measurable, right? Exactly, and and, and also quantifying it, right? So if we're saying okay, if we're going to use that time, we're going to skip ahead to the T and be time focused or time bound, and say I'm going to give myself a month to accomplish this task. Well, let's quantify that. Let's say that. My goal is I'm trying to lose weight in six months. Then if I'm being specific and measurable, then I need to say I am trying to lose X amount of pounds. Like I need to name that number. Give it a number. 30 pounds. That's right. 30 pounds in six months. I don't know how realistic that is for most people (laughs) or how healthy that is for some of us, but we're going to go with it for our next, for our example. 30 pounds in six months. That's specific. Mm -hmm. That's measurable.
1: Exactly. Because at the end of the six months, you'll be able to get on the scale and say, all right, did I do this or do I need to do a little more work? Right. Right.
0: But then that goes to our A, achievable So I just said, like, I don't know if that's really realistic for us, right? So then.
1: Should we tweak it?
0: Yeah, Yeah. let's tweak it because we got to make it achievable. Let's tweak it. Mm -hmm. Six months. Now, I'm not a fitness expert, but 30 pounds in six months for most of us does not seem realistic. So let's bring that down to something more realistic. Let's say 10 pounds in six months. That's definitely achievable for most of us.
1: Yep, I would agree. I think it depends on you as a person, your body type, how long are you trying to work out for, um, and really just personal health, right? Because everyone's body's different. So I think that that's something that could be achievable. You can write it down, track your progress, and achieve your goal in six months.
0: And part of making that achievable also means that you might have to consult with your physician you might have to consult with a personal trainer because you want to make sure that, again, that it's something that's truly achievable and specific to you, not to what your friends can do or what your family or your partner
1: can do, but what you can do. Exactly. And even people on social media, we got to bring that up because, you know, People post pictures of the snapback and, you know, there, there are Instagram a Instagram flexing. Yes, a lot of unrealistic standards out there. So it's definitely catered to you, your needs, and what's healthy for you for sure.
0: All right. And so our next step, results focused. How does that tie into your goal setting?
1: Yes. So let's see. After we figure out what we want to achieve, by when, I like to also think about... What are those smaller action items that lead up to the bigger goal? So we've already talked about the high-level goal, right? Like, okay, we want to lose 10 pounds in six months. So what do we need to do to get to that point? And so it's kind of like reverse engineering or working backwards. Right,
0: right. Okay. And so to me, when I hear that, I hear, oh, so there's these little small goals can motivate me to keep going, right? Right we say 10 pounds in six months. So that means that maybe like two pounds a month, maybe after the first month, I'm like, I can reassess, right? And if I've gotten those two pounds down, then I can say, okay, I've made some progress. If I haven't, then I can step back and I can say what needs to change so that what do I need to tweak so that Next month, I can knock out those two pounds.
1: Exactly. So what is your goal for each month? And I would even go a step further and say, what are we going to do each week and each day? Right? Are you going to work out twice a week, three times a week? Are you also going to eat well or change up your diet? So all of those little things, those are like little milestones that will lead you to the goal And of course, you want to make sure that you're celebrating yourself along the way, because that's so important. Definitely.
0: Definitely. That's the main. That is one of the biggest things that we kind of forget is that, okay, like we've set this goal for six months and then we just keep working or maybe not working. And then six months hits and then we decide whether or not we're going to celebrate based on whether we accomplished the goal. But if we celebrate the small successes along the way That definitely keeps us motivated, or at least I know that keeps me motivated to keep going.
1: Oh, yes, me too. Sometimes I get distracted by the bigger picture and I'm like, I just want to get to the end goal. But lately what I've been doing is really taking time to celebrate myself when I do reach the smaller goals. Because like you said, Dom, it gives you the momentum to keep pushing forward and you have something to look forward to, right? Because sometimes if you have those big daunting goals, like getting a degree, right, pursuing your degree or something like writing a book or something that takes a lot of time, you want to make sure that you don't get burnt out and you're not discouraged before you even really get into the nitty gritty aspects of the goal.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, when we stop and we really think about how we set goals for ourselves or how we achieve goals for ourselves. I think sometimes we get discouraged because we don't think about or we don't address the barriers mm-hmm. that might come up.
1: Ain't that the truth? Yeah, that's a really good point.
0: What are some of the barriers that you think of when you when like when you reflect on some of the goals that you've tried to set for yourself?
1: Girl, I feel like everything. Um let me think. Health, sometimes I have a certain, I may have had a certain goal in the past and my health wasn't where it needed to be and that prevented me from reaching the goal. Most of the times I feel like it's outside influence or outside, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Outside sources or outside influences that Mm -hmm. are impacting my ability to reach it.
0: Okay. And so it sounds like you're saying like those are things, like sometimes things outside of your control. Mm -hmm. But are they really outside of your control? If we step back and we look at it and we think about it, Okay, so you mentioned like sometimes your health. So there are some things with our health that come up that we can't control, but we can control how we address our health. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I know people who have health issues and they ignore it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about anything major. I'm talking about something small like your lower back has been hurting. And it's been hurting for, like, the past two months. But you don't go to the doctor to get it checked. I'm definitely guilty of that.
1: I'm guilty <laughs> of it, too. That's Ignorant. why I brought up that example. Yeah. You're like, somebody I know. Point, point, me. Yes, yes. I'm like, girl, I'm all guilty over here. You're right. I feel like some sometimes we can't control it. And then other times, it's like, you could probably make some adjustments here. And that would allow you to actually get on track.
0: Right, right. And so... When we encounter these barriers, what do you do about it? I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm encountering a barrier or I'm made aware of, oh, there's a barrier in my way, I have to stop and reflect. And that's an opportunity for me to make a conscious decision. Am I going to do something about this barrier or am I going to let it continue to be an excuse for me to not accomplish my
1: goal girl okay I just thought about something that's a really good point because last year I want to say I had I ran into a situation with my blog where I won't even get into the details maybe I should because I just want to get I, I want to tell you I want to give you all the juice okay oh yeah, so basically oh yeah. I had you know hundreds of blog posts on my blog and someone reached out basically stating that I had, there was some copyright infringement. I used some images that I didn't have the copyright for. Mm -hmm. I just did Google search because I started my blog six years ago, seven years ago. I didn't know anything about anything. So I was just, you know, finding pictures on Google like, hey, this is cute. I'm going to use this.
0: Like most of us do. Like most
1: of us do. Girl, they came after me and they were going to sue me. They like sent, it was, it was very serious. It was so stressful for me because I had these goals that I was working on. But this took precedent and it was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. And it got to the point where I literally, I was paralyzed. I did not do anything with the blog for about a month. I was talking to my therapist about it and I was just like, I just don't, I don't know what to do. I feel overwhelmed. Anytime I think about even looking at the email or trying to fix it or addressing it, I just feel paralyzed. It stresses me out. I don't know what to do. And that made me think about what you just said. Like That was definitely a barrier and my therapist and my coach at the time told me to basically sit down, reflect, figure out, okay, where am I? What's happened? Where am I? And sometimes that requires some personal responsibility. And so for me, I had to realize, you fucked up. You made a mistake. You didn't have enough information. You did the best that you could with the information you have, but now you know better. And so when you know better, what you, do? you do better. That's right. So I had to go through hundreds of blog posts, buy images, use some free images, Repost all my content and it took a very long time, but it was worth it. But it all went back to what you said, reflecting on where you are. It's like, where am I right now? How did I get here? How do I get out of this predicament? And then taking those small action steps. So every day I focused on five blog posts and some days I didn't reach the goal and I was like, all right, let me focus on maybe 10 for the whole week. And I would just chew away with, chew away at that goal instead of trying to just do everything at once.
0: And you just went through the smart goals <laughs> just now, just in those two seconds of sharing <laughs> how you overcame that barrier. You used the smart goals without even really thinking about I it, really right? Didn't.
1: Yes, I really did not think about
0: it. That's like just, mm-hmm. you said, you got specific. Yep. Because you said, I'm going to do blog posts. I'm going to conquer this. You were really specific. Then you got measurable and you said, I'm going to do five blog posts. Mm -hmm. Then, and you said something achievable because you said, you know, realistically, I can't do 10. Then results focus. So results focus said, at the end of the week, I'm going to look and review and see what I need to do. Like, did I accomplish the goal? If not, what do I need to do differently? And then of course, it was time bound. You gave yourself a week to get those things done. And just that simply, we've gone through our smart goals.
1: One thing we did talk about, we talked about the barriers, right? So I just want to share two I want to say these are like pro tips that I learned in my life as it relates to goal mapping and reaching your goals. The first is don't share your goals with pigs. And I know pigs. you're probably like, what pigs? <laughs> but look, pigs is an acronym. For people interested in garbage, and we all we all know that you know right now when when we just said that you thought of that person, we call them the negative Nancy, the Debbie Downer, the Debbie Downer, or that person they can win the lottery and they still have something to bitch and moan about, right?
0: Right, can never be happy about anything. I have my own clinical ideas and hypotheses on what might be going on with that person, but that is the person that you don't share your dreams with. Exactly.
1: You don't, they don't deserve to know about what you're working on, what your goals are, because oftentimes that stinking thinking, as we like to say, can weigh you down. And my pastor, he has like the best analogies and quotes. And one thing he used to say when I was back home is you can't fit a three by five idea in a two by five mind. It isn't going to fit, right? And so it's like you share your goals with someone. They don't even have the capacity to see that for themselves. How the hell are they going to see you achieving your goals? They can't even see it for themselves and don't believe it to be a possibility.
0: Right, right. It's going to weigh you down. That means you need to surround yourself with people who are like-minded and who have bigger things in mind, who can help expand you, who can help grow you. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast episode. Stay tuned because we're going to bring that one to you at some point. That's right. That's right.
1: And so I would say to wrap up this first little pro tip here, it's like, don't share your goals with pigs. Instead, share your goals with pals. And of course, pals is an acronym, right? Right. People always looking to support.
0: I like that. People always looking to support. That makes sense.
1: That's right. Because we all have friends like that, right? They're always looking to support you and offer, you know, encouragement and all that good stuff. So number two is commit to reviewing your goals at least 10 minutes per week. What isn't examined can't be enhanced. So just imagine it this way, right? If you are cooking a nice little meal for your family and you put all the food on the stove, you got everything ready, you got stuff in the oven, stuff on the stove, and you leave it there. And what you mean you leave it there? You just let it sit. You don't go check on it. You just set it and forget it.
0: Like did we even turn the stove on?
1: Yes, the yeah. stove is just on and the food is just going. It's boiling. Like it's just happening. It's all happening right now.
0: Aren't we about to burn our house down? Yes.
1: Now? Oh. And that's that's kind of how you would basically burn your goal house down when you don't check on those goals and you don't check on your uh. progress. <laughs> Right. Because it's like, how is this meal going to taste if you just leave it on the stove? Nothing in life is set it and forget it. So when you have goals, you know how it is. It's the new year. We're all setting goals. If you don't revisit them, you're going to look up and it's going to be December of 2019. And them goals are going to be burning on the stove because you didn't check on it. Right. You didn't make any progress. You didn't take a look at what you're doing on a weekly basis to make sure that you're sticking with those goals and that you're aligning your day to day actions with the outcomes that you desire?
0: I like that idea of checking it on a weekly basis. I know for me in 2018, I had set some goals and I would go back and look like maybe once a month or once every couple of months. And then towards the end of the year, it was like, oh wait, I kind of got to totally look at my goals. But if that's like a weekly check-in for yourself, that's a great way to stay on top of things and make adjustments as needed.
1: And um it's only ten minutes. We all have we we sit on the toilet for at least ten minutes out of the week, like at least at some point. You could literally look in your phone, look at your goals. That could be your thing, honestly. They're going a little pro tip. You can have a little ritual and I don't want to make this awkward, so hopefully you don't think of her space podcast when you're on the toilet. But if you do, that's cool too. I'm just right. Saying, whatever works well, for you. Whatever works for you. I was just thinking like you're on the toilet, like, oh, Tom and Terry said check my goals when I'm on the toilet. But if that's what you have to do like to create that time for yourself because you deserve it. And that'll allow you even if it's one goal a week, it'll allow you to make sure that okay, I'm going to ensure that the action items, the the day-to-day things that I'm doing are aligning with this one goal that I have.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. In the bathroom, when you wake up in the morning, right before you go to bed at night you're at work and you have those random 10 minutes that found time that we've talked about before, you can do it.
1: So in this episode, your next step is to visit the HerSpace podcast at herspacepodcast.com and download the goal mapping workbook and start making progress on your goals. This is a great time of year for you to download this free resource and map out your action items Hold yourself accountable and use the tools that we've discussed in today's episode to make the progress that you've been wanting to make in your life.
0: And now we want to take a moment to share a listener question.
1: This week's question, we're actually going to keep this anonymous. This young lady has asked us to refrain from sharing her information, but we appreciate you for sharing. So thank you so much. So the question is, I recently got out of a toxic relationship. I'm embarking on a somewhat lonely journey to independence and inner peace. And oddly enough, I'm tempted to reach out to my ex, even though he's bad news. How do you move on from a toxic person? Whew. Can you relate to that, Dom? I
0: can relate to that.
1: Girl, I can too.
0: And next week, we will dive into how to be in that space, how to be with your feelings and your thoughts. When the relationship ends and you're trying to
1: move forward. But be sure to tune in next week to hear our perspective and advice on this question. Thanks for joining us today in her space.
0: Please note that our show may contain conversations about self help, advice, self empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider.
1: If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Her Space Podcast or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, Repeat after me. I am not defined by where I come from or what happened to me. I get to create my own destiny.
0: Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, lady.